You're listening to the Dave Rothenberg Show podcast on ESPNNewYork.com. We continue the conversation uh, about the NFL. And certainly, I mean, the, the Jets-Patriots, that's one of the games of the, of the weekend, really. That is one of the games of the weekend because, you know, sometimes we make things too big that they're, they're just not, right? Like this game is this enormous. If the Jets win this game, they're in first place. If they lose this game, they're in last place. All right, you win this game, you're now what? They, they they're three and one in division. You lose this game, you're two and two in the division, and you've been swept by one of the teams. And now you have to go to Buffalo, and then last weekend of the season, Miami. Like this again, for the future, does it matter? I don't I don't know. Right? I don't know that for next year, the year after, it ultimately matters. But to to try to get where you want to get to this year matters. It does. Jets are good. You can say it. There's nothing wrong with saying it. The Jets, this is a good football team. Right? They, they, I mean, they, they're well coached. He took receipts, and he's, he's paying them back now. They're well coached. Defense is very good. If I ask you the top five defenses in the NFL, every expert around the league, you have to say the Jets are in the top five. They're, it's a good defense. Now, it stinks they lost, uh, what's the running back? Brees Hall? Stinks, but you know what? It's not like Michael Carter wasn't good last year. It's not like he's not good. You made a play for James Robinson. You have talented running backs. Your offensive line somehow has kept their head above water this year. Garrett Wilson is a stud receiver. You have multiple tight ends. Denzel Mims is now playing. Right? And he doesn't look lost. So, so I mean, l- listen, think, things are happening for the Jets. Go win this game. Go win this game. Because they can. And, and not only can they, I think they should. Because unless they may, unless we pop on the air Monday morning, and you look at things, and it's, oh God, the quarterback just again hit three interceptions, and he was bad, and Belichick got to him, and that's what he does with the young quarterbacks. If the if if the Jets don't lose the turnover battle, they should win this game. The Jets are a better team than New England, and and I get it, because when you've been bad for so long, it's scary to say stuff like that. But I think you can confidently say it. The Jets are better than New England. No, I don't know that they're better than Miami, and I certainly don't think they're better than Buffalo, but they're better than New England. So go out there and win this game. Nick in Rockland. Hi, Nick. You're on 98.7 ESPN. Hey, Dave. How you doing? What's I'm a going first on, buddy? time caller, long-time listener. I'm a big fan. And I just wanted to tell you and everybody out there that giant fans need to start standing up to their wives for their fandom. <laughs> I already made it clear to my wife and my family that this Thanksgiving, okay, I'm watching the game. I mean, I even told them I'm wearing my Giants jersey to their family's house, okay? So there's nothing that's going to stop me, especially this year. They're winning. This is, you know, unbelievable. So What I don't understand, know, my what I don't understand like, this is what I don't understand. Thanksgiving and football, go, they go hand in hand, right? I mean, like, like Thanksgiving is not the same holiday if football is not incorporated into it. Why in the world are there people out there that are telling their significant others, be it husbands or wives, you can't watch football on Thanksgiving? It's, it's absolutely crazy. Even week one, it was my mother-in-law's birthday, and we went out to eat. And I have YouTube TV on my phone. I sat there, watched the game, had it on mute, and had the phone right at the table. They all know that nothing's going to get in between me and the Giants. So 
yeah, you got to stand up, you know? I mean, I let her do what she needs to do. Let me do what I need to do. So, and I know you're the same way, Dave, and I respect your fandom and uh, go Giants, you know? Oh, go Giants. Oh, God. I'll tell you what, next to call, Nick, I, I would sacrifice tomorrow's game for a win on Thursday. You want me to talk to your wife? In a, in a heartbeat. In a heartbeat. I've done, Harvey, you, you laugh. You have that drop. I've done it before. I, I don't put it past you. Well, I, I've talked to someone significant other on the air, and I've, I've gotten what needs to be done. Any man that can throw treadmills out windows and do the— throw, See, it, it, this is now because— So what would you describe it as? The, the treadmill's on the—I can't pick up a treadmill. I didn't throw it out the window, all right? You know how you, can, you could push into a treadmill and tip it over, right? Yes. So I, I, I was angry— the Giants had lost an important game. I, I ran into the treadmill almost like it was a, a, a blocking sled, right? Went off. It, it kind of like tilted over on its side and, and smashed into the window and then went right back down. Can you, can you envision that? So, I smashed the gotcha. treadmill through the blind through the window. Yeah, 100%. 100%. Yeah. So I didn't pick up a treadmill and throw it out the window onto the, onto the ground. It wouldn't surprise me, though, if one day you just get so angry you build up, like, that Hulk strength and just pick up one and just smash it on something. I'm, I'm not the Hulk. Lou. The, the Hulk was very misunderstood, by the way. You think so? Yeah, very misunderstood. Tell us about the Hulk. Why, well, why I don't, is that? I don't really get, get off into a tangent on the Hulk, but I, I, I don't think the Hulk was a bad guy. I think the Hulk tried to do right, and I think that when the Hulk, you know, when, when Dr. Uh, was it Bruce Banner got angry, then, he, then the Hulk took over. But he was not—he was not a bad guy. He tried to do right by people. It's my take on the Hulk. Let's go to Frank in Jersey. Frank, good morning. You're on ninety-eight-seven. Good morning, Dave. How are you doing today? I'm great, Frank. How are you? I'm doing good. I'm doing good. So anyway, I was calling about the Giants. Um, I don't know how you feel. I'd love to get your reaction. Uh, I think they're really, from now, I think they're a, a wide receiver away from maybe going maybe second round of the playoffs tops. Uh, I'm hoping that Odell is available. I don't know your thoughts on that. Um, well, o- Odell is available. Take- well, let me, let me throw it out there for you, Frank, okay? So it's, it's like the, the Chiefs. Now, Juju Smith-Schuster's out tomorrow, too, and Hardman's out for the next four weeks. So it's the Chiefs. It's what? It's the... Maybe the Bills, it's the Cowboys, it's the Niners, right? It's the Giants. These, these are the teams you've heard uh, with Odell. If you were in his position, re- re- now really, take your Giants, you know, blue off and think about it realistically and rationally for a moment. Where would you want to go? Because you've heard that he wants to come back and he wants to win. Where would you decide that you wanted to go? Kansas City Chiefs. All right. So there you go. So... Yeah, if he signs with the Giants, will I get over past issues I personally have had with him and and the way he's acted? I will, and I'll root for him, and I hope he does well. That being said, he's coming off a second ACL injury, and I don't think he's going to wind up here anyway. Okay, that that's that's very fair, and you're you're correct about the injury. Uh, obviously, it would be, and I don't know, he may. He may want a a long term deal right off the bat, which I don't think anybody's going to give him. I think he's. Uh, I think I've I think heard he wants two years. He wants the rest of this year and next year. So I mean, listen, could the Giants clear up enough cap space that they could, you know, bring him in and and have him for this year and next year? Sure, but also I think you have to realize, Frank, 
What What is that? Because if you told me that Odell Beckham put them over the top and they are now a Super Bowl contender, a Super Bowl favorite, I'd say you do whatever you have to do to bring them in. You, we don't know that that's within the plan that they really want, right? Joe Shane and Brian Dable have a plan. And we don't know that spending big money on a receiver coming off an ACL that we don't know what he's going to bring to the table is part of the plan. We don't know that it's not, but we don't know that it is. And I'm at the point now, and I think you'll agree with me, that I trust these guys. So if they bring in Odell, oh, I'm behind them for that, right? If they decide we're not, it's no Odell and it's going to be Hodgins and Sills and Slayton and Wandale Robinson, then I, I, I have complete faith and trust in this regime. I agree. I mean, finally, the Giants have got round holes and round pegs where they belong, and I trust this regime implicitly. So whatever they decide is best for the New York Giants is going to exactly. be best for me. I think you're a good fan, Frank, and I appreciate the phone call. And there you have it. See, I, what, the, the only thing I can't stand is the irrational fan. Like, that, the, the, like the Giants, are, they're an Odell away from winning the whole thing. No, they're not. Like, I'm, I'm loving what they're doing. The games are exciting. I'm thrilled they're 7-2. and two. If, you, if you really have, and I get a lot of uh, tweets, you are what your record says you are. Yeah, they're 7-2. and two. They're not a Super Bowl contender. They're not going to the Super Bowl. They're not going to the NFC Championship game. And if they, I, I swear to you, I mean, nothing would make me happier than to be wrong. Win the Super Prove me wrong. Win the Super Bowl. Make me look like the biggest fool in the world. Oh, and I love that. Tim in Connecticut. Hi, Tim. You're on 98.7. Hey, good morning, Dave. What's going on, buddy? How are you? Good. Um, everything is good. Um, I went to the event last night. I just wanted to say you guys put on a great um, great show. Um, you and Chris, uh, Rick, did a great job. Thank uh, you. Especially like the uh, the parts where you mentioned the random Yankees um, to keep Kay uh, occupied. To keep Kay, yeah. So, so I, I thought we might lose Kay's focus, so every, like, 60 seconds we would just yell out random Yankee names just to keep them energized and, that, yeah, and, and focused. That was, yeah. that was hilarious. I was, I was waiting for them to bring out some chairs for you guys. I saw you guys standing there on stage for almost half an hour. Um, I don't know why. I, I, don't, I don't think do you – I mean, when you're, when you're roasting, toasting someone, I don't think you want to be sitting doing it, right? Like, you want to be standing. You want to be able to move around. So I didn't, I didn't have an issue with that. I thought it was fun. Okay, I'm, as long as, I'm glad as, you went, as, long though, as you guys didn't mind. No, I didn't mind. I'm glad you went. Thanks for being such a supporter of the station. We appreciate you. Absolutely. Thank you. Right. Have a great day. There you go. All right, so here's what we're going to do. We're going we're gonna to mix it up here. Maybe we'll do a little R.J. Barrett here, actually, because I don't know that we're going to have another spot for that. So I, I guess the question for me is, wh- where are you with R.J. Barrett? Because like, I thought he was turning the corner, and I thought he was on, on – the precipice of, you know, kind of being that guy. And I feel like he's taken a step back this season. And I know he's sick now, but I mean, he's no further along now than he was last year. And at some point, you need to see him turn into that guy. And and you're 16 games in, you're not four games in. Like, it's time. And and maybe we have to come to the realization, maybe it's not going to happen. Maybe this this is R.J. Barrett. And, you know, there's going to be quiet games. And there's going to be games where he plays well. And there's going to be games he puts up 27. And there's going to be games that he's, you know, one of eight from three. And maybe the sooner we accept that, we can move forward and, and concentrate on building this into a better team. But the idea that R.J. Barrett is a guy you can build around, I don't, I don't know that it is. 1-800-919-3776. So let's do some Knicks and Nets now. 
and then we'll do Stump Rothenberg, and then we'll get back to the NFL and some baseball in the 11 o'clock hour. It's Rothenberg with you solo on a Saturday morning on 98.7 ESPN. You're listening to the Dave Rothenberg Show podcast on ESPNNewYork.com. We are 10 minutes away from Stump Rothenberg, which everyone is very excited about. But I, I wanted to spend a couple minutes, and, and again, I, I feel somewhat badly doing this. Phone lines are open on the topic also, by the way, 1-800-919-3776. And that is R.J. Barrett. Um, you know, you look at some of these games that he's had, and they're, they're just brutal. So the Knicks have played 16 games. They're 8-8, eight and eight, which I think that's what they are, right? Like, the Knicks are about a 500 team. I, I don't think that's unfair. They get wins that they, they, you didn't expect them to get in Denver. Now, no Jokic, but still, right? In Utah, you didn't expect them to win that game, and they do. Home to OKC, you didn't think they'd lose that game, and they did. But for the most part, you know, the game against Brooklyn, awful. But for the most part, winning in Minnesota may be unexpected. They are what you kind of thought they were, right? A 500 team, so maybe the, they won this game you didn't expect. They lost this game you didn't expect. But they're pretty much where you thought they'd be. They're sitting here at 500. But you, you look at some of the games he's had. Opening night against Memphis, he's 3-for-18. And then he rattled off a couple of pretty decent games, right? And then he g- gives you, I mean, look at what he's done recently. 7-of-18, 5-of-14. Then he had a good 10-of-17 against Detroit. Had 30 points, I believe, in that one. 2-of-10, 5-of-18, 4-of-18, and 6-of-19. Um, th- th- this is the, a, a player that some people thought you could build your team around? No. And from three? I mean, he's a butcher from three, guys. It's really, really bad. I mean, 0 of 6, 0 of 3, 0 of 5, 1 of 7, 2 of 8, 0 of 2, 0 of 5, 0 of 9, 1 of 6. Two things. Either figure out a way that you can shoot the three-pointer better or stop shooting the three-pointer this much. Right? I mean, you uh, you have wide-open looks. You're a scorer in this league. You should be able to hit the three. And if you can't, then stop. He didn't hit a three-pointer until his third game of the season. We're four games in. He had one game that he had a three. I mean, opening night, 0 for 6. Game 2, 0 for 3. Game 4, 0 for 5. Last night, 1 for 6. Against Denver, game they came back and won, 0 for 9. The game prior to that, 0 for 5. That game at home against OKC, they allowed 145 points, and they scored 135. He was 0 for 2. From three. He was two for ten from the floor. Again, I don't mean to kill him. I don't. I like him. I think he's a nice kid. I think he's a, uh, he's, he can be a good player. But I think maybe maybe you misjudge this. And not you. I think maybe I misjudge this. I thought maybe he was more than in fact he is. Because th- there's no way you can look at him and say, this is a guy you build a championship team around. There's just, there's no chance. And not only that, if you had an elite player, like if you had a, I, I, for argument's sake, j- just say you had a, a, a Joel Embiid. If you have R.J. Barrett as your second guy, is that enough? I don't even think that's enough. I, I, I Again, I think maybe I misjudged it. And it kind of feels to me like he's regressed this year. And that's upsetting. Because, you know, the one thing that we sat here and we talked about over and over and over is the point guard. And you don't have the point guard. And when you eventually get the point guard, whenever in the world that might be, 
and it turns out that it was Jalen Brunson, and they throw big money at him, and some people thought it was too much, and others thought it was the right move. He's good. He's a good point guard, okay? He doesn't turn the ball over. He dishes it well. He can score. He's a good free throw shooter. Like, he's a good offensive point guard. But there was this just belief that once you get that guy, well, R.J. Barrett has to be better because he's going to be put in better positions. He's not. Like, he, I'm, he's, he's just not. R.J. Barrett, with the point guard, has actually taken a step back. And I don't know how, and I don't know why, but what I do know is something feels like it's missing. And that, to me, is, is very upsetting. Now, I think, again, they don't have a one. Like, there's no, if I said to you, you're a championship team, or you're looking to be a championship team, what guy do you take on that team to be the one? It's laughable. What guy do you take on that team to be the second best player? I think that might be laughable too. I don't think that exists. I think that, and this is why you can't get that angry that they're a 500 team. Because this, in fact, is what they are. They're, they're, they're going to give you games where they win in Utah. They're going to give you games where they go into Golden State and they're, eh. And they're going to give you games where they go into Minnesota and win. And they're going to give you games where they're home against Oklahoma City and they lose. That's the definition of a 500 team. But what you can't have is a team that goes out and goes through the motions. You can't have a night like they had against Brooklyn a couple weeks back. You're not good enough to mail it in. Right? There, there are some teams that are so talented that they, they give you minimal effort for three quarters. And then in the fourth quarter, they're down three. And they're like, all right, let's flip the switch. They turn it on. And away we go. The Knicks are not good enough to do that. They're not. Their roster is fine. Again, you can't be angry with 8-8. Eight and eight. That's what, about what they are. They're, they're a middling team. They're a pedestrian team. And I'm okay with that. But the one thing I'd like to see, really like to see, is that next step for RJ. And I don't know that, that you're going to see that next step. And if you don't, I think it's going to frustrate a lot of people. And you just paid him, too, which really stinks. All right, let's go to West Staten Island. Hi, West. You're next up on 98.7. Dave, my man, how you doing? What's up, buddy? You're going to yell at me, I know, but go ahead. I'm not going to yell. You know, I just didn't want to be that guy. You know, I understand where you're coming from, but first, let me get into that. I just want to shout out the company. Um, there's only one way you can make this up. You know what it is, right? What do I need to do? I need an expired gift basket, baby. <laughs> oh, that, very well done, Wes. That was cute. You're very funny. That's what I need. That'll, that'll make it up, man. But honestly, you put on a great show. All you guys put on a great show. I was upset I didn't get to meet you. I know you don't know what I look like or whatever. You know, I just didn't want to be that guy just coming up. You know, I don't know no, how you should have come up. In fact, I was talking about you to other people. You, you was on the stage, and then you were gone after that. No, I was in the lobby for quite a while. But, I, you know, it's funny because I was talking to fans, and then I said to I forget who it was. I said, do you know that, 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 that there's a guy that actually flew up from Florida? Just, oh, I know it was. I was talking to Rick's father-in-law. And he's, yeah. like, he's like, you guys are like celebrities. I was like, no, not really. He's like, you are. He's like, these people love you. I was like, you know, there's a guy that flew up from Florida just to be here. He's like, you mean me? I was like, no, not you. Because he's from Florida, too. I, <laughs> yeah, said, he's from I, I said, Wes. I said, he flew up from Florida. He's like, well, where? I said, I don't know where he is. So I was talking about you, and I, I feel badly I didn't meet you. And if, if, if you fall out of love with me, I get it. But, but I still feel that affection. No, I, I can never fall out of love with you guys. Um, my girlfriend even loved, loved the show, man. It was, it was an all-around good time. I was glad to just be a part of it. And being there with the company, like I said, it's not, it's not every day I can just pick up and go. 
uh, come up here. So, um, you know, I'm just glad to be a part of it and, you know, be a part of this amazing thing that you guys are doing. Well, I, I appreciate you making the trip, Wes, and thanks for the call. And, you know what, I hope you had fun at the event. And I'm sorry we didn't get to meet you, and I promise you next time is, is all I can do. But you should have been aggressive, and you should have come find us because we were there, and we were talking to a lot of people. All right. I think you know what time it is. It's 1-800-919-3776 time. It is now time for the frenzy, which means that uh, – not the frenzy, for Stump Rother. You can go any, anywhere you want. You want to go football, baseball, basketball. You want to go any, any, geography. Uh, politics, presidents. I mean, there's no wrong area. Your questions can be bad, which I hope they're not today, but there's no wrong area. 1-800-919-3776. Stump Rothenberg, a Saturday staple, a Saturday tradition. I think in order it goes Thanksgiving, Stump Rothenberg, football. Well, we give you Stump Rothenberg next right here on 98.7 ESPN. You're listening to the Dave Rothenberg Show podcast on ESPNNewYork.com. He knows sports. I'm intrigued by a lot of guys. And he's very humble. I go away, this show dies. So now it's time to see if you can stump Rothenberg. Is the DS4 or 7, by the way? The segment that has taken the nation by storm, I think it's fair to say. Even the K show was talking about Stump Rothenberg all week long because no one, no one can get enough. People try to, oh, he's cheating, he's cheating, he, he's asking for help. You know it's not true. And you know I wouldn't do it. And you know it's never happened. And you know it never would. Stump Rothenberg brought to you by Slomans. All right, let's go. 1-800-919-3776. Joe Leo, what kind of record are we working with as we start Stump Rothenberg? The record as of today is 387 and 78. 387. So I think it's fair to say with a really good performance today, we could get to 400. That's that's a lot of questions. I know it's a, it's a lot to ask for, but I think it's within the realm of possibility. I would Do you not say- agree? I would say 395. Don't sell me short. Okay. You think we can only get eight, right? I think we can do more than that. All right, let, let, let's go then. Let's go. Luke in Connecticut. Luke, lead us off. You're on Stump Rothenberg. Good morning, Dave. Good morning, Luke. How are you? No wrestling today? No, nah, no wrestling. And this show is, uh, this segment is taking off. I called 190 times last week and couldn't get through. Yeah, it's a big time segment. Crazy. It's a big-time segment. Yeah. Why, why do you think everyone at the station nonstop talks about this segment? Because it's a big deal. Exactly. Well, you're yep. the big deal, Dave. Dang. Oh, All Luke, right. he's too kind. Go ahead. What do you got? All right. College football. Okay. Uh, who who holds the single-season sack record in college football? Season. It's it's like a Division One player, right? It's not like a one double A player. Yeah, no. Oh, is it? Ter- like, I think it's Terrell it. Suggs, actually. Um. Okay. I'll go with Terrell Suggs. Final answer. Okay. Is that well, right? Uh oh. There's a little controversy. I thought it was Terrell Suggs, but uh-huh. Joe Leo looked it up and said it was Elvis Dumerville. Oh. 
Well, how do we determine who's right? I can defend myself here. Uh-huh. In my research, uh, researching this question, I found on sportsreference.com that Elmish Doomerville in 2005 holds the single-season college record with 20 sacks. All right, so then how is there discrepancy? So is that is that then the answer? Well, if you go on Wikipedia, which I don't trust, and haven't trust since I was 13, you would go with uh, with Terrell Suggs. So I, I mean, how do we how do we break the tie of this one now? You want to leave it up to Harvey? No, I think we just we we strike it from the record and we we stay at zero zero. Sounds good. All right, oh, Lou, Lou, thanks. Sorry, I mean it'd be better. I well, I would say. I think that's the only solvable way, right, is to just strike it from the record, and away we go. Bruce in Piscataway. Bruce, you're on Stump Rothenberg. Hi, Dave. A baseball question. All right. Two major leaguers hold the record, each having played for seven World Series losers. Who was the last one to do it? Ooh, seven. Um, hmm. I don't know. What what team? I mean, the Dodgers went to the World Series a ton and lost. Mm-hmm. That would be my avenue. Um, well, this is gonna take time. I'm thinking like old Dodgers players, like like you know Don Newcomb or guys like that. Um, that was one of them. Don Newcomb is one? No, no. Oh. Dodger. But um, it wasn't the last one. Yeah, I, I mean, I, I don't know. I, I You got to think, I mean, what teams have been a ton? Or what player mm-hmm. has traveled around like a Gary Sheffield has been? But I don't think he's lost seven times. Um, That's a lot of, of World Series. I'm not gonna say did they ever win, but you can tell me that after. Um, boy, I don't, I don't think I know. It's, it's got to be like a, I don't know. I, I mean, I don't, I don't think I know the answer. So I'm just wasting time if I, if I play this game. I'll say, Pee Wee Reese mm-hmm. and Gary Sheffield. Very close. Pee Wee Reese and Elston Howard. Wow, what a guess. Yeah. What a guess. Great guess. Wow. I would have never gotten Elston Howard. How about that? It was a good job with Pee Wee Reese. All right, that's 0 1. Let's go to Spider in Connecticut. Spider, you're on Stump Rothenberg. Hey, Dave. Uh, in honor of the World Cup starting. Oh, terrific. I a World a question Cup question. About national flag. All right. A question about a national flag. Okay. Such a worldly. There are only two national flags that do not have the colors red, white, or blue. One is Mauritania. What is the other country? Jamaica. As I said, you are a worldly man. Well done. Boom. Boom. That that is genius right there. Hank, Long Island. Hank, you're on Stump Rothenberg. Hey, Dave. How you doing? Up, Hank? 
Um, basketball question. All right. Only only one player has ever led the NBA and the ABA in rebounding in, in a season. You know who it is? I would think it's Moses Malone, but let me think about this. So it's average rebounds in a season. Led, this, led the league in rebounding. Now, when you say led the league, you mean average or you mean most actual rebounds? Uh, average. Mm-hmm. I, mean, I, I would think Moses Malone. Could it be Dan Issel? Um, who else could it be? Hot Rod Williamson? It's not Dr. J. Could be Swin Nader, I guess. Swin Nader from Holland. I'd say Bob McAdoo. See, Moses Malone feels too easy. I don't really know. Right, I'm gonna go Swen Nader with with a of of Moses Malone as as a secondary guest, but I'll go Swen Nader. <laughs> You're right. I don't know. You got that one. That's the truth. I'm a genius. Anthony in the mail truck. Anthony, you're on Stump Rothenberg. Hello, David. Hello, Anthony. So, uh, really quick, I'll I'll tell you when I call back later. Um, So, my my question is, who has the most top five finishes in MVP in MLB history? So most top five finishes in the, in MVP voting of all time. Correct. I wonder could it be? I mean, Trout probably hasn't been here long enough. Now, now Trout's been there a, a bunch of times in a row, but you don't mean a row, right? You mean just all time. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I I don't know. I'm I'm gonna guess just because he played. I mean, I'm thinking like a Willie Mays, a Hank Aaron. Um, would be my guess. Guys who just played Ernie Banks, but he was always on a bad team, so it's probably not him. Mickey Mantle, like guys that played for a long time. Barry Bonds probably has a lot. Holes, maybe. Hmm. Um, all right. I'm gonna go Barry Bonds final answer. Well, Dave. There's uh, there's gonna be uh, a little bit of um. So Joe, me and Joe Lear were talking about it before, and I just looked it up again. I thought the correct answer was Eddie Murray. He corrected me and said it was Mike Trout. But when I just looked it up again, Harry Bonds has 12, and Mike Trout has nine. So you are correct. 
So there you go. Oh! Now, what I understand, Joe Leo, is how there's such, such incorrect answers being fed back and forth before we get on air. Well, the sources that I'm going through, uh-huh. and I, I, I don't just do one site and that's it, and I'm done, and you know that's the answer because that's not how we do things here. But there's multiple articles that say Trout clinches longest streak of top five finishes despite worst result. Now, longest streak is most top five finishes in a row, I would think, no? Yes. Right, so that's not what he asked. He asked how, how many how many top five finishes right, is the well most ever in a career. that's my mistake. You get the, I would say you get the. Yeah, I get it right. You get <laughs> Harvey for that. Oh, uh, let's go. This guy's good. He, he, he loves the segment. He cares about me. He takes takes it very seriously. Chris and Beth Page. Good morning, Chris. You're on Stump Rothenberg. Hey, Dave. Um, sorry I missed last night. Were you able to play Stump Rothenberg with the crowd at all? No, they, they beca- became overwhelmed. They, they knew I would dominate, and they decided to scrap it last minute. Okay. All right. Yeah. Makes sense. All right, Dave. Um, who led the NBA in scoring in the 80s? Most points in the 80s in the NBA. Could be George Gervin. Um, Dominique Wilkins can't be Michael because he started late. Adrian Dantley, like these are the guys. Moses Malone, Kareem, these have to be the guys. Dantley was an underrated scorer. Great, great Notre Dame player too. Yeah, terrific. Alex English. Um. Huh. be one of those guys. Most points in the 80s. Larry Bird. Bird wasn't as much of a scorer. Kareem, but by that point, Kareem had slowed down. Something in Dantley... Moses Malone or Alex English actually would be my three. I don't think Bird. I think Kareem had definitely slowed down at that point. All right. I'd be surprised if it wasn't one of the three that I mentioned. And George Gervin, too, but I don't think he has as many. I'm going to go. He was, a, he was an elite scorer, but he played out in Denver, which I don't think a lot of people remember him all that much. So it's got to be guys that play the entire decade. I'm going to go and say I'm 50% Alex English. Final answer. You got it, Dave. Yes. Yes. See, that's that's what happens. My my brain, it works overtime and it, it develops and it works and finally it gets there. That was, do you see what that was, Joe Leo? That was, you just saw genius is what you just saw. I would call it greatness, but same thing. Where are we so far today, by the way? What's our record? Four and one. Now, I, I, we should break. There's, there's one question that's going to be on hold, which I will not get, and I know I will not get. And we'll, we'll start the next segment with that because I know I have no chance. But round one, that was pretty good. Stumper Rothenberg continues, 98.7 ESPN. 
You're listening to the Dave Rothenberg Show podcast on ESPNNewYork.com. Bank full of calls. Harvey has a question. Joe Leo has a question. The five-pack. We can still get to 400. No, I'm not going to get this one right, though. Jack, Long Island. Jack, you're on Stump Rothenberg. Hello. Uh, what is the only play by Shakespeare <laughs> that has a dog in the cast of characters? I have no idea. So I will say Othello. Incorrect. It is two gentlemen of Verona. All right. Well, you found, I mean, you found my Achilles heel. He gets to go on hold and, and play round two. I mean, if that's that's a great job by, by Jack. Four and two. Brian and Bergen, much more of my wheelhouse. Brian, you're on Stump Rothenberg. Yay, Shakespeare. <laughs> that, that's funny. what gets through. Yeah. Excellent. Go, go. Uh, how are we doing? Go, today? William. Hello, Brian. What's going on, buddy? I'm good. So, uh, first off, you couldn't answer my Derrick Henry question yesterday, man? Well, I don't know what the Derrick Henry frenzy, question was. On the frenzy, I was like, he, he's the best running back of all time. Prove me wrong. Oh, he's hung on. up on me. Come on. Derrick Henry's not the best uh, you, back you, you old guys you, don't do give young play, players do any credit. Play, do you want to play Stump Rothenberg? Yes, I would love to. Okay, then I'd like to me. have you play Stump Rothenberg. Go ahead. All right. So, we're going to talk about Mr. Unlimited, the great. So he had five quarterbacks drafted ahead of him in the 2012 draft. There was only one left playing. Can you name him? That's a good question. Uh, 2012 NFL draft. So that's Andrew Lux retired. RG3 is out. And Trent Richardson went next. Yep, I can. Started with Miami. Now he's playing Tennessee. Uh, Ryan Tannehill. Final answer. That is correct. Nice job. Thank you. That's five and two. Very timely. Uh, Buggo Point Pleasant. Buggo, you're on Stump Rothenberg. Hi, Dave. How you doing today? Good. What's going on, Buggo? So, our uh, seven and two Giants, soon to be eight and two after Sounds we beat the me. Lions tomorrow. They actually played the Lions in 1982 on Thanksgiving. I know you yep. love to play, you know, the Giants on Thanksgiving Day. Who are the two starting quarterbacks? One for the Giants and one for the Lions. All right. I believe Eric Hipple started for the Lions. And I was talking about that earlier. Because I think Gary Danielson came in. But Hipple started, I believe. It's, it's definitely either Hipple or Danielson. Bruner for the Giants. Yep. He was, and he was the only quarterback. I'm going to go Hipple and Bruner, final answer. Yeah, that's correct. There you go. That's that's six and two. Like, what? Why are you playing the buzzer? What are you doing? Come on, Sal in the car. It's six and two. Sal, you're on stump. Hey Dave, what's going on? Can you hear me? I can hear you great, Sal. What do you got, buddy? Um, I got a question on Alex Rodriguez. When Alex Rodriguez retired, how many home runs was he shy of 700? How many home runs? A Rod hit. Six nine. It's in the six nineties. Six ninety six, I believe. So he was. The, I guess the okay. answer is four, right? You are correct. He hit four home runs before he hit seven hundred. Thanks for 
Thank you. All right, we roll along. Ed, Jersey City. Ed, stop Rothenberg. Go. Hey, Dave. I want to wish you a happy Thanksgiving. Thanks, Ed. Same to you and yours. Nope. Thank you. Okay, speaking of Thanksgiving, as you know, the Dallas Cowboys have played the second Thanksgiving Day game every year since 1966, except in 1975 and 1977. What team hosted that second Thanksgiving Day game in those two years? Same team. Yeah, I don't know. Um, This is a good question. Oof. I have no idea. Um, I wonder. I wonder why. I mean, the Lions always host the first, and the, the Cowboys yep. always host the second. What is it? Seventy-five and eighty-six. No, seventy-five and seventy-seven. I, I Ironically, know. the year the Cowboys won their second Super Bowl. <laughs> I mean, I don't, I don't know, so this will be a guess. I'm not going to say Giants. I'll say – I mean, I'll go NFC just because it's uh, Cowboys NFC, so I'll stay with that. I, I mean, I truly don't know. Um, the Rams. Nope. The St. Louis Football Cardinals. Oh. <laughs> I wonder why. I believe you know in... why, do you? Well, I know the Cardinals were good in the mid-70s. They won the division in 75. Well, no, I know that. They had Otis when... Anderson. I'm just like, wondering why. Like, it has to be No, this reason. is before Otis Anderson. This is like uh, Terry Metcalf. Uh, okay. And so... Jackie Smith. This is when Don Coriel was their coach. Right. All right, so this is before 79. Yeah, no, I don't I don't know. I'd love to find out why. That's a good one. Good job by you. All right, Frank in Jersey. Frank, uh, finish us up with the callers on Stump Rothenberg. Hi, Dave. How are you? Good, Frank. How did Charlie Hustle – I'm so sorry. How did Pete Rose get his nickname Charlie Hustle? There's a specific way he got it? Yes. Who gave it to him? Oh, who gave it to him? Um mm-hmm. Gave it to him. Uh, I mean, you got to think of someone on the Reds teams. Uh, Tony Perez. No, that's wrong. All right, then what's the answer? It's Whitey Ford. Whitey Ford. Mickey Mantle. Mickey Mantle hit a. Home run to right field in the nineteen sixty four spring training game and Pete Rose tried to climb the wall and when Mickey Mantle came in, in the dugout, Whitey Ford said, Did you see Charlie Hustle try to catch that ball out there? I like that. That's, that's a good how question. Got it. That's a good question. Thank you. All right, so so Joe Leah, where are we now? We are currently sitting at seven and four. Seven and four. And you said you have one, right? Yes, I do. All right. You ready for it? Yeah. Who has the most passing yards in a Super Bowl? Is it Brady now? Is that Super Bowl against Atlanta? I think it's I think it's Brady. I think he went over five hundred in that Super Bowl. Uh, Tom Brady. 
You're 31, correct. 31-28. The wrong Super Bowl. It was the Super Bowl against the Philadelphia Eagles. Oh, yeah. I'm trying to buy that one. No, 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 no. The answer's no. still right. So you, no, no, no. So you're 8-4. Yeah, 8-4. and four. Does Harvey. the game not count? No, it doesn't. No, he said, it, who, it, he said, what player has the who, most passing yards in the Super Bowl? Whatever. Right, I'm so, being a stickler. My bad. You, you're being a jerk is what you're being. Harvey, you're up. All right, I'm going to continue to be a jerk. I have a World Cup question. Oh, God. All right. Simple here. Just use your noggin. Name for me the last non-European World Cup winner. Well, we know that, that Argentina won in 86. I guess the question is, is that the, is that the last time? Well, Brazil won it after that, I think. I'll say, br- now you're not looking for a year, are you? No, but if you get brownie points if you get the year correct. Well, France, so this is 2022. So last World Cup was 2018. I believe France won. That's Prior correct. to that, 2014 would be Germany. Prior to that. I don't remember who it was, but I think it was European. I'm going to say Brazil in 2000. Well, they won in 94 in the U.S. They beat the U.S. Tab Ramos got hit in the eye in that game. Had to go out. Brazil won shorthanded with only 10 guys on the field, I remember. But I think they won after that. I'm going to say Brazil... Because France won in 98. I'm going to say Brazil in 02. Attaboy, Dave. I know World Cup soccer a little bit. I can hold my own with World Cup soccer. I You'll be you, tuning in. I, I've told you I, I will. I can tell you, Uruguay won the first ever World Cup in 1930. I know my stuff a little bit. All right. Where are we, uh, Joe Leo? We are at 9 and 4 before and we go to Ed. You want to... You wanna, Oh, Ed has his question. Yep. All right, he's, he's all right. Ed, Jersey City, the college, the double, the daily double. Go ahead. All right, he's from Spring Lake Heights, New Jersey, and he's now the color commentary for the Miami Heat, John Crotty. Uh, University of Virginia. Yeah. Thanks for that. Ten and four. Go ahead, Joe Leo. Five pack, quick. Quick five pack. College basketball five pack. Daryl Walker. Daryl Walker. Is it? Good guard. I think he went to go to Arkansas. I think he went to Arkansas, yeah. That's Final correct. That's <laughs> pack next is Pat Cummings. Pat Cummings, a, a Nick legend. Was he DePaul? Where did Pat Cummings go? No. Where did he go? Cincinnati. That's correct. <laughs> Glenn Robinson, the first Glenn Robinson. Uh, Purdue. That's correct. Sticking <laughs> with the father theme, Del Curry. Dell went to Virginia Tech. That's correct. <laughs> Last one, Hot Rod John Williams. I don't know why I'm thinking LSU. But I don't think it was, but he's from Louisiana. Tulane. That's correct. That's 12 and 4. <laughs> What does that get us to? Me, 14 and 4. And what does that get us to? That gets you over five, over 400. There we go. 
There we go. And that's Dump Rothberg brought to you by Slowman's Low Price Home Heating Oil and 24-hour service. Call 1-866-OIL-DEAL right now to see how much you can save this winter on heating oil with Slowman's. That's 1-866-OIL-DEAL. All right, 1-800-919-3776. We'll come back. We'll get into the football again. Then we'll do a frenzy. Then maybe a little baseball. 1-800-919-3776. Rothenberg with you solo right here on 9870 ESPN.